just say anything. Black shoes, black boats, black beers, Cadillacs. <laughs> yeah. And they all go, yeah. Good time bomb. time bomb. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different band, different album, and uh, we break it down. We get into the lyrics, the music, how it was made, where it was made, when it was made, the artwork, everything and everything in between. Um, we're currently in Tim Armstrong season right now. We're actually we're wrapping it up. Uh, so we're, we're, we're wrapping up that season. Uh, while you're listening, go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, give us five stars and five stars only. Please go do that. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, we're really being screwed over right now by Spotify and Universal Music Group. They're a bunch of jerks, a bunch of jerks. We don't like them, um, but yeah, anyway, just support us. Tell all your friends about us. How awesome mm-hmm. we are. Uh, all the social media is at Asinine Radio. If you didn't already know, my name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. Um, so what are we doing today, Jeff? We are doing uh, Rancid in their newest album. Tomorrow, tomorrow Never Comes. Tomorrow Never Dies. Tomorrow Never Dies. Yeah. So this came out just a couple weeks ago. Um, this, I don't know, but this, yeah. what am I trying to say? There you go. No, that was good. That was, that was, uh, <laughs> that was poetic. It's just that so weird now that we don't play music. It's so weird now that we don't play music. So I don't know. Like the whole intro thing is kind of gone. Yeah. And yeah. There's no build up. Yeah. It's just. Nothing. Yeah. Spotify is nothing. fucking stupid, dude. Fucking idiots yeah. over there. F those guys. F it's, those it, guys. It literally is kind of like the worst. But, um, yeah, literally. But I, I, uh, I yeah, so Rancid, new record. Um, let, let's get into our origin stories. So, where, what, what's your origin story with Rancid? When you, when did you first hear them? All that good stuff. Go. So, like my true origin story is is Camp, and there was this guy. Actually, his name was Ryan, and he's in a band now in Orange County. Um, Limbeck. Pressure Cracks is the band. Oh, okay. Yeah, this yeah. guy. But he used to wear rancid. He wore a rancid T-shirt at camp one year when we were like ten or something. We were not, maybe not ten, like twelve, because it was right before we went to the big kid camp. Um, but yeah, he wore a rancid T-shirt, and just being silly kids, that's what his name was for the rest of the time. We just called him rancid. Called him rancid. We literally just called him rancid, like rancid, rancid. I'm like Rancid, Rancid, and just be super annoying about it. So that was my first like introduction to Rancid, even though I knew who Rancid was, because at that time like the counselors and everybody was already already showing me Dropkick Murphys. I was already listening to Gutter Mouth. I was already listening to Bouncing Souls. No effect. So the Epitaph era was in full in full effect for me. I was I knew who they were. Just never listened to them. Just never cared. Fast forward a little bit. Um, when I f- kind of like started listening to Rancid, and I mean that in like a very limited sense it was really time bomb and time bomb turned me off for so fucking long <laughs> just for honestly until like the new album came out really is when is when i even 
I even I even cared, I guess. Um, I like Fall Back Down. That's a, that's a complete outlier. That that was complete by chance. Spotify threw it on my weekly playlist at some point years ago, and it's it's been on my my rotation ever since. But I've never listened to a full Rancid album until their new album, until their new one, to, Dang, until Tomorrow Never wild. Comes. I never tomorrow cared. Tomorrow never comes. Tomorrow never dies. And I just I've never really liked Tim. <clears throat> just never liked him. It's his voice, man. It's it's um it's divisive, that's for sure. It's it's not it's not his voice. It's the fact that he doesn't fucking sound like that, and and he has like an English accent yeah. sometimes. And like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, why is it? That's stupid. That's just stupid. I still think it's stupid. I don't even care. It is. It's fun to make fun of, though. That's for sure. It's because it's so stupid. It is very over the top. The Tim Armstrong accent or the drawl, the Armstrong drawl. But uh, so my my origin story, it goes back to, I mean, I looked up the date. I mean, it was probably 1999, uh, hearing the song Brad Logan. Uh, I sent you the song today because I, I know you haven't heard it because it's not on Spotify or anything. Yeah, never but, heard the song. So, it, yeah, the song's called Brad Logan. Uh, Lars does lead vocals on it. And I love the song. It's my favorite Rancid song. But it was on the on a South Park soundtrack, the Chef A, the Chef aid soundtrack um and my friend sean he uh he had that cd and my god dude we listened to that cd almost every day we hung out multiple times we listened to that soundtrack i mean it had it had all kinds of bands it had primus it had isaac hayes doing all this crazy shit on it um system of a downward on one of the songs puff daddy was on a song rancid i mean it was all over the fucking place and there's a there's a really popular song on there called Chocolate Salty Balls that Isaac Hayes sings as chef. And it's fucking hilarious. And when you're 11, 12 years old and there's a song called Chocolate Salty Balls and it's very explicit, it's one of the funniest things you'll ever hear. I know that song. Yeah. So, yeah. So that and then there's there's a version of Come Sail Away that Cartman sings that is so fucking funny <laughs> and it's so over the top and dumb. Love it. But uh, but no, that was that soundtrack was the first time I heard rancid and i never really got into them until i heard ruby soho which was a couple years later and i didn't want to like it but maybe like a year later i really didn't want to like it but it was so goddamn catchy and then transplants came out 2002 and that really expanded my my rancid kind of listening um so i went back and listened to wolves and then i believe that was it i didn't really care for it i just stuck with with um with transplants when it came to tim armstrong it wasn't until many until it wasn't honestly until a few years ago where i really went back to op ivy and other rancid and yeah this week has been very eye-opening let's just say that there's some there's been some fantastic rancid records put out and they also didn't um, play they didn't play warp tour the, the the years that we would go most often yeah they just, you're right yeah. which I, I i like thinking back on it it was weird they didn't play Warped Tour more. You're right. Yeah. I've never yeah, I've never seen Rancid, obviously never seen Op Ivy. I did see Transplants once. But that's the only time I've ever seen Tim Armstrong. In any capacity. I did see Distillers once, but I don't I don't remember him being there. But yeah. I don't know. That that's that's my origin story is uh is is South Park, honestly. And it, what a weird song to put on a South Park soundtrack. <laughs> I mean Rancid has nothing to do with this show especially like two or three seasons in nothing to do with the show. And it's a, it's like one of the deepest cut B sites. Like it's not even on their B side comps. 
it's nowhere. Like you cannot find it on Spotify. Like even on YouTube, there's only like two videos on there or two song, two versions of the songs. Like it's that stupidly obscure. So I, I, I don't understand it. But anyway, we're doing Tomorrow Never Comes, their new record. What are your, uh, what, what are your initial thoughts on this one? I mean, with, with most new records that come out, we try and listen to anything that is even remotely close to piquing our interest or... I, we'll listen to things that other people think are great and listen to him like, yeah, I don't know, dude. Like this whole Phoebe Bridgers thing, I just don't, anything she touches, I just don't fucking get it. I Underwhelming is is, is a overstatement of what I feel about her music. <laughs> so like, it just, you know, listen to the new Rancid. It came out. It's kind of fun. The cover's cool. I enjoy the color scheme. The, it's it's cool. Yeah. It's fine. And we and it was, uh, it was pretty fucking good. I was like, damn, bro, this is... Same bad. Like the singles that were like kind of dripping out, we we liked, we enjoyed, and then yeah. we kind of took the leap and just like fuck it, let's just uh, let's just do it. It's been a long time coming. We ne- it needs to be done at some point. Let's just do it with this. And that was this whole this whole past three weeks has been nothing but Tim Armstrong, a lot of rancid. So yeah. you know it was uh, it was fun. It was good. It was fun and. We also kind of made a an effort. We want to try to make an effort to do newer records that are coming out. So that's why another reason why we did this rancid record rather than wolves or or the second self titled record because we want to do more new records and we're probably going to do another new record in the next couple of weeks maybe. Um, so so yeah, I mean when when the singles started coming out, like you said, I really like them. The don't make me do it. It's less than a minute long. Um, great punk song, you know, tomorrow never comes the title track. Awesome song as well. And that wasn't those two songs right there were enough for, to make me want to listen to the record right when it came out. And then when I heard the record, damn dude, it's fucking, it's banger after banger, 16 songs in 28 minutes, I think it was 28 yeah. minutes and something seconds. So there's no stopping. I mean, there's no, there are no like ska breakdowns. There's nothing. It's just like, kind of punch in the face punk music not always hardcore but still just punk at its core and it's fantastic everybody is super balanced vocally here you know there's enough tim enough lars and enough and just enough matt to make a, a really well <laughs> really well rounded record so they they nailed it with this record you got artwork wise too love it too it's cool color right? scheme very metallica but not as obnoxious yeah i really dig it you gotta have you have to have Matt sing, always on a record. Like Matt has to be featured in some capacity on a record. But uh, dude, the guy's the worst. He's the worst fucking singer of all time. Like he's, he's like just, he's like um what's his name from Dropkick? What's the bass player's name again? Oh, Ken Casey. Yeah, he's, he's not he that like bad. He is not that no. bad. Or no, he Ken Casey's not as just, bad as as uh, as Matt. Dude, Matt's the worst. Close. Matt's the close. fucking worst. But uh, it's, and okay, he, yeah, he's not a great vocalist, but he's a fucking f- great bass player. I, I mean, Matt Freeman's arguably what like one of the best like punk bass players of all time. He's just I wouldn't disagree with the, that. The I guy, mean, the guy is mastered Kresge's like the, best, the scales, but, and I don't know. I think Matt's. I mean, Matt's better than Kresge. That's that's for sure. No, no, yeah. you know what? I know, I know, I, I know. You got your goggles on. You have this n- no thing for him. I get it. He's a, he's great. He's fantastic, <laughs> but. Dude, like watching Matt play, like some of the live stuff that I was watching of, of Matt doing stuff and pick, no pick, he'll do whoever the fuck he wants. He does, and which I, I think is super rad. It's incredible. I think it's absolutely incredible. And he's just, he's like rewritten how it is to play punk bass. Yeah. 
Did you see too? He like in two thousand five, he had lung cancer, or they thought he did. No, I didn't see that. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in two thousand five, he got he was diagnosed with lung cancer, and then they did more tests and they found abnormal tissues growing. Oh yeah, but they it ended up being benign. But like fuck, dude. Like and it, and it said that it was like shortly after he quit smoking too, after like twenty years. Yeah. Then they found these growths in his lungs. That's so fucking scary. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Fuck. Oh. oh. I don't know. It just scared me. I don't know where because like in two thousand five, that's like the age we're at now. Not fucking scary. I don't know why it just oh, like, like true, rattled huh? me. Like even now, like right now, talking about it. Yeah. Fuck, man. I mean, we're not smokers or anything, but still, scary shit. Anyway, and like Owen too. The, the, these guys in the punk bands, like talk about smokers. Like these guys probably smoked a lot. Oh yeah, chain smoking all the time. Dude, like packs a day. Like there's just yeah. so much smoking. So, yeah. You know. I mean, just look at them. That's true. <laughs> Fucking look at them. I mean, even, you know they, they stink. Do, they, you know, they all just look like <laughs> they all look older than they 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 actually are. Just yeah. like any, oh, any yeah, for sure. punker and any person in a decently big band looks older than they actually are. You know what? Let's just start this off by by just shitting on on punkers because yeah, fuck punkers because we grew uh, up in the scene, so we could. I feel like we have a better take on it than most. What what irritates me is is like no no kid right. Ah, did you hear that? Cracking open a beer. Right? Yeah. No no fucking kid comes out of his mom and then is in like a secluded area and then just one day decides, you know what? I'm gonna be a punker today. I'm gonna listen to this music because that is that is what punk is. Some like outside force has to come in and let this person know that hey, this is a, a genre of music that is punk. Like, what is that outside force? Is it an older brother, a neighbor? Is it that kid just walking to school and seeing, you know, Gilman on the right and, and wanting to do that? Maybe. Yeah. But for people that don't aren't aren't, aren't in the scene or don't live on a coast or in a, a, a small subset of, of town where, you know, punk is up and becoming, like, what do they do? They look to bands like Rancid. They look to a band like Rancid that has massive distribution of their punk albums, and they say, oh, this is a fucking pretty cool album. I like this style of music. Let's see what other things that this guy has done. And they go back to, like, Op IV. They go back to, like, UK Subs that, that Lars played Op with for, for very, very briefly. But they do it all is, of these yeah. things. Like, this is, what, this is what bands like Rancid do for the punk community. Rancid's done more for punk, probably, than most bands will, could ever possibly dream of doing. Uh, ever that's ever uh, it is not I a would stretch throw no effects above rancid when it comes to to influencing well maybe oh God. maybe not rancid but tim armstrong no I rancid, rancid and the new album fucking no. proves it the new album proves it. even no effects has like abandoned their punk roots for a more well. pop sound no effects is a pop punk band more than rancid has ever been a pop punk band true. rancid has stayed true to their fucking roots until this fucking new record. Like, all of their records are rancid. They've never abandoned it. They've never sold out. Even their their indestructible album where people think they sold out. No, that was just better fucking songwriting. That's what a good songwriter does. It's just write, not catchy, melodic, they improve but just, on themselves. just better songs. He wrote better songs. And mm-hmm. if and if rancid is a, is a gateway into people finding out about grungier, nastier, gutter punk bands, that's dope. That's awesome. He rants it the way that, that somebody sees a video and likes Good Charlotte and say, oh, I wonder, like, the Good Charlotte guys like this guy. I wonder what he's in also. And then they discover transplants. They discover anything. It's a gateway. It's a fucking gateway. And Rancid, Rancid did it perfectly. They, and they have done it well. And, and they've never been, 
they've never been kind of because no fest can get pretty gatekeepy sometimes and over oh, the yeah, years sure. and rance has never been like that they've, they've never been kind of like thumbing their nose and douchey even look at like lars's interview with nardwar super nice super friendly yeah thought it was kind of stupid but did it anyway because he didn't give a fuck <laughs> right no like, but you see some of these other guys in punk bands and the way they treat Nardwar. And yeah, Nardwar's, you know, he's Nardwar. But some of these guys, the he's way they great. treat him, it's just like, dude, man, like, why are you, why are you such like a shit. douche? Like, who cares? And did you, have you seen that Blur interview from the late 90s? No. Dude, it's uncomfortable. Oh, man. Because the guy, one of the guys, I forgot the guy's name, the main guy from Blur, the guy who's in Gorillaz. Um, yeah. Dude, he was such a fucking asshole to Nardwar. Like, like to the point where it looked like he was going to throw punches at Nardwar for no reason. Like he was intimidating him for no reason at all. And you could tell the other guys in the band were getting really uncomfortable about it. And then he stormed off, just completely fucking stormed off. And Nardwar the entire time kept his cool and kept doing his shtick. Never broke character at all. Even though he was like essentially being threatened. He never broke character and I fucking loved it. And it made me fucking hate the guy from Blur and Gorillaz. Because there's I, no excuse for it. But I get why people get upset with Nardwar. It, it is kind of annoying. But like you're at it's a fit. festival, you're outside, you're somewhere where, where you're going to be approached by media anyway. And to be honest, some of these bands, you're fucking lucky anybody's talking to you. Like you're not that great, dude. Like yeah. you're not you're not Tom Cruise in the fucking nineties and two thousands. Calm down. You should be lucky anybody's <laughs> talking to you. But I, I I get why some people get a little upset at Nardwar. It, it is a little aggressive sometimes. But we, but when you see it, you'll understand what I'm saying. Like it was, it was so over the top, uncomfortable that like it just, it'll have, make you have a completely different perspective on the guy. I think his name was like Damon Albarn. What's the fuck? I forgot the guy's name. Damien. But I think it's Damien. Damien. Yeah. Something. I don't know. Yeah. It was. It was so bad. And Nardwar's like Nardwar is the best interviewer of all time. Like without a doubt, he's the best. I because he's asked questions that like I would ask myself. Like that's. That's that's the Which point. Is what you want, yeah, and I that's what these artists want. They don't want run of the mill questions. That's why he's the yeah, best. Yeah, like I don't give a fuck he about any research. extracurriculars that I don't care about. I wanted to know like, what can we expect next? Why did you do this? And he asked Lars like, "Hey, you guys, did you guys sell out by signing to Warner?" He's like, "No, we didn't sell out. We, we sold our distribution rights." And Nards were like, "Okay, that that makes sense. I get that." And move on. Like answer the yeah. question, asked it, and move on. It's fine. And I love how deep his research gets too. It's so. It's so cool. Like he finds out shit, and I love when he blows their minds. That, like how we the saw fuck it, do you know about? We this? saw it with the transplants we talked about just a couple yeah. weeks ago. He pulls out some like some obscure album <laughs> that that Skinhead Rob was somehow associated with, and it was just this super super fucking indie release that wasn't even on any kind of label. And he's like, "Oh, did you ever see this?" And Rob's like, "What the fuck? Where did you even get that, dude?" <laughs> he's like blown away. Yeah, and then Travis is being a dickhead. Yeah, Travis is an asshole. Fuck him. But Ranson. Anyway, Ranson. Yeah, back to Ranson. Where are we at? So um, this is also, so this album lineup, this is the the current lineup of the band. I wanted to bring this guy up, Brandon Steckenhart. Steckenhart, however you pronounce his last name. I think he's a great drummer. He was the OG drummer for The Used, played on the first two records. I've always been a huge fan of his playing. I think he's really good. And he has some great stuff on here. I mean, it's Ranson, so he can't church it up a lot because that's, just not the style of music, but he adds a lot of nuance to the songs and his own playing. Some amazing tight fills. I think he killed it, and I have a lot of respect for this guy. Yeah, it was. So, he just he fit the band. He fit the band's profile. He does. 
And this band is, isn't really a band that goes off the rails and does something super, super crazy. Even, even that, that life won't wait album is, is mm-hmm. still rancid doing like reggae stuff, but they never really take like extreme chances. And the only time they, I think their most extreme chance that they took was rancid 2000. That was their first album on like a bigger, uh, or Hellcat, right? That, yeah, that was Hellcat. Yeah, it was the first, it was their first, like essentially like, self-released album yeah so like their first self-released album you would think they're going to put out something that's going to sell records to promote their label to to get them notoriety but they, they do the opposite they they say don't forget the complete opposite. we're a fucking punk band and then here we go yeah and like that's it's <laughs> great that's fucking punk dude that's badass that's it's really awesome. cool really cool and, and and bringing it back to brandon too real quick because I, I i feel like he doesn't get his his he doesn't get enough credit so i i, I do want to talk about him put in the time yet Look at the well, other three guys in the a, band. He, but he's put in a lot of time with the band. Not no. So, he's only he's only been post like two thousand five. So he Which not, is still that's but, almost twenty years, dude. But that's not rancid there, dude. That's not I know Wolves. It's not. He wasn't on Wolves. Not. He wasn't on their most iconic thing. So he's not putting in the time. But he's put in he's put in the He the wasn't even he was on their all of their worst albums except for this one. <laughs> except for this one. <laughs> and that's fine. <laughs> He's not the songwriter, Poor guy. so that's fine. He's not the songwriter. I still, I still like him a lot. He gets fired from the used for nobody knows why he does, and then, you know, fast forward, they fire the guitar player for no apparent reason. So, it, it's issues with the band, and this guy Brandon, he Rancid is one of his favorite bands of all time, if not his favorite band of all time. He gets asked to join the band, and I think it was oh seven or oh eight, maybe. And he's played with them ever since his favorite band. I think that's super rad. I mean, I follow him on Instagram and I followed him for years and he's like the most down to earth, humble dude. He loves his, everything he does with the band and his, and, and music. And I just, I have mad respect for the guy, especially considering he goes into the, this band like rancid with this crazy fan base and gets accepted, you know, after so many years, I, I just, I think that that's fantastic. And not a lot of people can do that. Well, that shows how good Rancid is and their fan base. Exactly. Exactly. Rancid, Rancid's that. a band that, that is not gatekeepy, even though they completely seem like that and look like that and fit that profile but in every way. But yeah, they are not gatekeepy. Their 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 shows are inclusive and fun for the most part. And they're pretty nice dudes overall. Let's get let's get into some of the songs. Yeah. Uh what's your uh, what's your one B? Number one banger. So I, I, I only again with this many songs, I think they're all fucking fantastic. I think they're all essentially B's. So I just yeah. I did my top four, and then I kind of ranked everything high, mid, and low B's. Because okay. doing like sixteen B, fifteen B, that's just splitting hairs, and I just too lazy <laughs> to do that anyway. Yeah. So that's what I did. <laughs> okay, so I, I have it in two sets. I have ten B's. Well, they're all B's. They're all bangers. So, but I have my my ten main ones, and then I have my eleven through sixteen, are filler bangers, I guess. But they're still fucking bangers. Yeah. But okay. they kind of bleed into each other or other songs. So. Yeah. So okay. so let's let's start with with your one your one B. My one B is Devil in Disguise. Devil in Disguise. That's my number five. Devil in five Disguise. B. One B, dude. Classic street punk song here. Just make something like. Just make something kind of like pirate shanty sounding that's that's super easy to sing along <laughs> to, and I'll I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll eat it up, I'll eat it up. It's easy chorus to get into. It just 
And I love like the way that like the shouty way Tim delivers the verses. Like that's my favorite part of the song. Just it's so fucking good. It's so cool. It hits that nostalgic part of me without making me think they're being like cheesy about it. I love so, it. So yeah, it opens up with Tim's kind of ridiculous accent. Um, and then Matt's bass as well on uh, below that. And then it drops into the song, super dropkick Murphy's. There are two songs on this record that are very dropkick. And this is definitely one of them, the pirate shanty thing, which thankfully they, they do it only in these in two songs. So it doesn't, it's not overdone like dropkick where it just gets very dull and boring. This shows their songwriting ability and, and how they are, how Tim and Lars are better songwriters um, than dropkick. And uh, yeah, I, I think, I think, well, it's true. It's true. Dropkick they're, is just, they're, they're, it's, it's a shtick band and they, that's what they it's do a now. shtick band with the, they do all the same thing. I mean, they, they've never deviated from the pirate shanty stuff. Rant has never deviated from their kind of middle ground, like punk aesthetic. But they have. Not really. They've done the punk. They've done the ska. They've done the reggae. They've done they've, they've, know, the pop rock, the pop punk. The only album they've that's like all. different is is that Life One Way. And even that, it's still rancid album. It's just some of the songs are like reggae in, infused. Otherwise, they've they've pretty much stayed like rancid true. Which is still better than Dropkick. No, the dude, the best Dropkick album is better than the best rancid album. That's just stupid. You're just being okay. Maybe now. Do or Die is better. Oh, maybe Do or Die is better than. <laughs> The Rancid's Rancid. Rancid's Rancid. Rancid's Rancid. Rancid 2000. Rancid's Rancid. Yes, we have Rancid's 2000. Um, but no, though, this, this is just a great a great pirate shanty punk song. Um, it even has the, the outro kind of, kind of has that pirate shanty outro or bridge thing where it's just the bass drum, the doom, 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 doom. Yeah. And then the gang vocals, the bass drum hits. It, it's just, they just, they go with that theme and I like it. <laughs> they stick true to it. Light, light. Like the difference between like Rancid and Dropkick doing a pirate shanty is like Rancid will do a pirate shanty in two minutes and you'll know it's a pirate shanty right away (laughs) and that's fine. But what Dropkick Uh will do, which I love Dropkick too, but they fucking, they're just like, come on, calm down. But they'll add like the yar and they'll add like those like things in the back and yeah, like they'll add like (laughs) little things to just make it goofy. Like, why did you, like, why do you got to make it cartoony, dude? Like, why can't you just be a punk band and do a pirate chant. That's fine. But why do you got to make it cartoony? And that's, that's like dropkick's downfall for me. I agree. It's so overdone. I mean, we, we did dropkick a couple of years ago and, uh, well, I mean, it was fun, but damn, it was so much of the same stuff. Same kind of, I, what am I trying to say? The campiness. It, it's all campy, which is, can be fine too, but there's no nuance to it. No nuance to, to Dropkick, Dropkick for sure is just like a band that's that's almost like making fun of themselves at this point. Yeah, but they're yeah, not. Yeah. <laughs> but they're not. Yes. So, what do you have lyrically on this one, or do you have anything musically left? No, that that's good. I, I will say, like lyrics overall were pretty pretty superficial. There's some cool yeah. lines here and there, but overall, I thought everything was about kind of the same thing. Most decent, like rancid stuff that they always talk about. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. This one's about like people around you that you just you can't trust, right? He mentions ex girlfriends and cops as both subgroups that can't be trusted. Uh, that yeah. was kind of funny. And nobody could be trusted. <laughs> essentially, that's yeah. what it is. Devil in disguise. But I mean, really, it's going to be kind of hard to get through, or it's going to be kind of hard to talk about these songs because most all the almost all the songs are less than two minutes. Some of them less than a minute. There's not. It's going to be hard to get through some of them 
or yeah. we're going to get through some of them very, very quickly. And because the lyrics aren't very, they aren't very deep, you know, actually we'll probably get through this episode pretty quick. But. This is because like, yeah, I, I, this is more about like just my appreciation for Tim and Rancid in the scene than it was for this album because yeah, again, dude, like fucking so many years later, decades later, they're still putting out punk records and it's just, it's, it's incredible. Fucking it's fucking incredible. Like, Bands just don't do this anymore. Epitaph era bands, Fat Wreck era bands don't do this anymore. They put out stuff that's it's gonna sell because it's fuck it, why not? That's what we're gonna do. Like I can't like eventually when Bad Religion Bad Religion puts out a new record, there's no way I'm gonna go out and buy it on vinyl. Like I bought this rancid record this week because I it's just fucking fantastic. But there's no way Bad Religion's gonna put something out that's so different because they've never done anything different. Yeah. They're just going to put out the same record they put out since, night, what, is 1983 or something? When Dude, they first came out? so long. That's a good record, though, that first record. Have oh, you God. heard that that space, the the Space Rock record? By Bad Religion? Yeah. No. Dude, it came out like 1986. It's only ever been pressed once. And it's not on Spotify. The band doesn't talk about it. It's the forgotten Bad Religion record. But it was official, and it, every, it is a legit record. But nobody in the band likes it, and if you can find a copy, it's super, super expensive on vinyl. And I did listen to it a couple years ago, and it's terrible. <laughs> it's like not really a punk record at all. It's it's what it what I said like a space rock record. That sounds it's awful. fucking terrible. Yeah, that it's sounds fucking terrible. awful. And then they, after that record, they immediately went back into the punk record. I was gonna say the, like when the, the punk album that had to have been like in the that had to have been after the first record then because they did. No control is the one we have, and that's no control. But no control is like eighty seven. That's 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 almost ninety. That's like eighty seven, eighty, eighty nine. I think, but that's their, no control was their third or fourth record. I'm looking. So right it now. had to, yeah. So it's in, it's in between. How could how could this place be any or how could hell be any worse? And then no control. So it had to have been like their second or third record. Yeah. So no control is eighty nine. Into the unknown was eighty three. First record was eighty two. How could hell be any worse? And then into the unknown is the like the space rock one and that was 83 and then suffer came out in 88 and then no control 89 yeah yeah into the unknown not a not a great record i would i I really actually do like their their first record a lot i've I've listened to it more in the past couple years and i do i do like it a lot i don't know if i've listened i mean i'm sure i've listened to it i just don't recall i whenever i go back to bad religion i go back to no control really that's the only one it's like 30 minutes of Bad Religion and I'm good. Dude, the I, opening I just, song for them is, is Rolling Gonna Die, right? The the Sublime, they covered it. The, the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to sing they it. They did cover it, yeah. Well, don't say it. I'm not going to sing it. Why? I just don't want to. <laughs> so so I, I don't think this is a very good record, but it's on Wikipedia it says that this Bad Religion record, all music gave it four and a half out of five stars. And Chris Gow's record guide, which you know, Chris or whatever that guy, Chris Gow guy, he's yeah, very popular. He gave it an A minus. But it, yeah, I don't interesting. Rem- I'm putting it on I, my list, baby. I didn't like it. And then it says right here on the wiki. I feel like I I listened to a different album then because I, it's not that good. But people really like it. I guess I don't know. Maybe I mean I guess you would have to see what Chris Gow gave their first and third record. Because if he just doesn't like that era of punk, 
I guess so. Yeah, that must be what it is. It's it, so. This is what it, the quote says from the Village Voice. It says, "I find myself moved by uh, by its anthemic ambition and 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 achievement." That was his quote about this record. That's yeah, just a lot of fucking um, noise and just a lot of yeah. Just it made that means nothing. Yeah, I just I remember it's not that good. There's a seven minute song on the record too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Rancid. It Rancid. Rancid comes out with an album that like pretty much like mimics their first two albums. It's very much but in better. that same vein. It's it's yeah. it's back to like the bare bones. It's it's back to the drawing boards. It's let's dumb everything down. Let's write a good song that's complex and then fucking strip it away. And like that's that's what they did and it came out fucking fantastic. Like why can't dude, No Effects like- do that, dude? No Effects hasn't done the fucking fantastic album. I don't think a fantastic album is coaster. But a good album is Coaster. But they haven't done a good album since Coaster. That's fucking 10 years ago. I would agree. Over 10 years ago. I would agree. I do like self, uh, Self-Entitled. I do like that record eh. a lot. Eh. But Coaster, I mean, Coaster is top two. Well, that's, top two no that, well, that That's wrong there, dude. <laughs> it's true, dude. That's so you fucking just, you're, wrong. You're just, you're just so incredibly wrong. You, you and, you Coach and Shady is in the past, are, too. You and Shady are stuck in the past. Coaster's also in the past. But you're, I'm talking about like 90s no effects. Like you and Shady are just like, you love, um, you love everything from the 90s. You'll pump up the volume. You love. That's, oh, that's 2000, um, dude. I can't even. Well, okay. Well, it's pretty much 90s. Uh, Daddy, I can't even think of the name of the record right now. Oh what, my God. Th- Punk and Drublick, So well, Long. Punk and Drublick, yeah. Petting Zoo, White Trash. White Trash, yeah. That was Again. the record I'm thinking of. I know, I think that's Shady's favorite record. And he would never say otherwise, like that he loves that record, which he's wrong. Because Petting Zoo is a better record, and so is Coaster. Um, and then you, yeah, you, you you love volume, you love punk and drublick, especially. Um, no, you val- pretend to, volume, to hate. volume is one for sure. That's that's never going to fucking change. But I like Wolves, dude. Wolves is like the most yeah, pop like punk Wolves. albums that's they've weird. ever done. It's amazing. I can't believe you ranked that one so high, dude. I love Wolves. Wolves is awesome. I do too. I do. I do too. And having Petting Zoo is better than than uh, punk and drublick is good because it's iconic. But heavy, I think heavy Pegasus is a little bit better, hits a little bit harder. We're not talking about no effects even. What the fuck are you? I know what <laughs> no effects even for. We're talking about all these other bands. About rancid, <laughs> rancid. Because not that much to talk about here. It's just it's just a, a punk band that's been doing punk for so damn long, and then continue to do the same sound, and just killing it, just fucking mm-hmm. killing it. So what is your? Uh, oh, actually, so Devil in Disguise is your one B, which is wrong. Um, so my one B is New American. Where where does this one sit for you? My four B. God, how the fuck is it this low? It's a good song. It's a four B. What do you what do you I don't understand? What, this first of all, it's the longest song on the album at two thirty seven. <laughs> it's but, uh, it's great. It, oh my god! Some of the great. singing parts and speaking parts in this sound just like Mike McColgan, and they've had him on previous albums before. Yeah. So it's still new. I wouldn't be surprised. Because goddamn, dude, it fucking sounds just like him. This one rolls nicely. I like it. it. Never lets up. It never really tries to do anything else except the one thing that it wants to do, and it like, executes perfectly. And dude, like Matt just hits so many fucking notes the whole time. It just never stops. <laughs> I know he's fucking. Great and this is in this, song. this is one dude. This is like a solid throwback to just a song to get people to mosh to and to goof off for like two and a half minutes. Like this is just their their mid nineties Wolves era punk song. It's fun. Mm-hmm. And 
so the the riff the riff itself does remind me a lot of Dropkick, which I you obviously brought up. Um, the riff is solid. The verse and chorus, you know, it's Tim's lazy vocals, but that palm to kind of thrash thing that that they're doing on the guitar, fucking great. I don't know if that's more Lars. I'm sure it's more Lars because he seems like a more, you know, particular player than than Tim. But yeah, Matt fucking rips it up on the bass. He's he's squirrely. He's all over the place unpredictable he's he's fantastic brandon has some great fills as well fucking fantastic especially going into that chorus oh man that is great and then the melody in the chorus one of my it is my favorite part of the whole record oh is the melody in this chorus the way that tim sings he sings what it what line is it it's the line the night is just begun but the way he kind of goes up when he sings begun it's so it's so off-putting. It's so weird, but it's it's perfect, Tim. Like this is this is like a this is like S tier Tim right there. Just that him going up that higher part and when he sings "Begun," it's it's perfect. It's, it's a good chorus. It's a solid chorus. We got gang it's vocals. Great. Everybody's chipping in, the, and it's the gang vocals after he says the "Begun." Yeah. After he says "Begun," everybody comes in and does that that one line with gang vocals. It's perfection. This song is absolute perfection. Playlisted it. This is probably a top five uh, rancid song right here. I love this song. It's fucking amazing. And that, like they they can do they can do these cheesy chorus gang vocals because they did it in the All oh, Result We Know album. That song that that shit came off as fucking cheesy and dumb. But yeah. here it comes off, even though it is kind of cheesy. It's it's not it's not full cheese. It's still it's no. nostalgic meets like. Just doing our punk thing, and I, it's perfect, dude. It's really good. I like it. Is. It. it is fantastic. Um, and I what, I forgot what I lost my train of thought. I don't even know. I think it's a great song. Everybody, go fucking listen to it now. Top tier rancid. Go listen to it right now. Stop the pod. Go listen to the song. Come back because we can't play it because of uh, Spotify and Universal Music Group because they fucking suck. <laughs> um, so what do you have lyrically on this one? Uh, I thought this was about like new beginnings, maybe. Like, seems like all the imagery is trying to convey new beginnings or, or some yeah. type of starting over. I don't fucking know. I agree with you on that, and also the perspective seems like it was like, you know, pirates. You know, back in the day, back in like the fifteen, fourteen, fifteen hundreds. Yeah. Or like people discovering like a new land. Like that. Just the, there's a little bit of world building in the lyrics, and I really liked it, and it. I thought it was great and matched the song almost perfectly. Um, this is just a fantastic song. I can't, I can't stop singing its praises. So <laughs> it's a good song. What do you got? It's. I can't believe this is not, not even your number two. No, 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 no. Oh my god, that's no, insane. No, 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 no. Okay, what do you got? What's what's your two B? I you're just so wrong right now. The bloody and violent history. That's my number two. Bloody and violent. That's a good one too. Bloody, bloody and violent history is my four B. My four. Fucking instantly catchy. That as soon as they start playing, you say, "Okay, I'm here." And like that fucking beat in the chorus, dude. That drum beat is absolute money. Heavy toms, minimal guitars. Tim just hitting mm. those like quick chords and let the drums just kind of fill space. And yeah, we've heard this before. Pennywise made a fucking career out of this drum sound, so it's nothing new or special. But again, just like perfect execution of like mixing nostalgia and cheese. I love it. Absolutely love it. Well, you said bloody violent history, right? 
Yeah, this is the one where that's okay, like, yeah. yeah, during the verses. That, that's like Pennywise's shtick, dude. That's fucking the only way he plays oh, the yeah. drums. That's what he does best. I mean, I think the only person that does it better than, than I forgot the drummer's name in Pennywise. The only one that does it better is Smelly from No Effects. Like he plays it way tighter. He doesn't do it as much as Pennywise, but Smelly does that a lot too. Yeah. Way, way tighter and faster too. I mean that's but, like that's but, like the Pennywise sound when when Rancid it does is. it. It's not the Rancid sound. It's just it's like them like reminding us that they came from the same era. They're playing the same music, but it's not the same band. And like that's that's what I that's what I want to hear. That's what I like. I do too. I, I like that they 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 change it up a little bit. They church it up a little bit too with something that they wouldn't normally do. And that 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 goes along with Brandon's inspirations and 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 how he is a good drummer because he can he can throw in things like that. I, I just he's he's a great drummer, man. Great, great drummer. But this song, I felt like I knew you would like this song a lot because there's a lot of pop punk here, like that that pop punk guitar riff that that kind of that plays through a lot of the song is very some forty one. It's very something that I know that you would like. Oh yeah. Um, and then the verse, you know, I like when they they do it. I feel like they do it on this record more than a lot of what I remember from previous records, but. Tim and Lars sing over each other so much on this record, oh, especially on this so song. So fucking good. It sounds great. They're singing the same exact thing. They're not trying to harmonize with one another. They're just singing this. They're doing their thing because they both have very distinct voices. Neither of them are particularly great, <laughs> but they have distinct voices and they're singing the same thing. And it's just, it's so cool, man. There's nothing that sounds like it. Yeah. And I love the verses for that. Some rad little guitar leads that play throughout the song. And then the, Overall, the song has this this like laziness, and I love it. And that's because of Tim, really, because he's his he has that lazy vocal thing that he does, and the catchiness of it is so lazy. And I, it gives it it's it makes the song really stand out and pop on the whole record. Especially like the latter half of the record, honestly, is a lot of it is interchangeable. It's a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. It's a very top heavy record, really. Yeah, but. It's just yeah, yeah, it's, it's like like for me, it's that it's it's the way they say the bloody and violent history, both in their <laughs> equally annoying way, and then again, mm-hmm. just that drum that, and then Tim's like ding, letting those chords ring out, and then they go to the Barbary Coast part, and everything kind of drops in. It's just like, dude, that's that's nostalgic it's right solid. there. That is, yeah, that's it. You write a whole album like that, people will buy it. <laughs> and they and they, they they have some really cool. I like. And that's another thing too, the melody in that chorus. It's it's not normal. Well, I don't want to say normal. It's not typical of of any punk band. It's there's nothing that sounds like Rancid. Really, there's nothing that sounds like Tim. And like the I can't even try to sing like him. The play like you were saying history. history. It's it's so lazy, so fucking lazy. I love it though. So I love good. it. So good. It is. So what do you have lyrically on, on this one? It's about San Fran's Barbary Coast. And, uh, I guess it was like this this red light district area that emerged during the gold rush in the mid-1800s, and it was just known for just being fucking wild. Just a place of pleasure and lawlessness. Like I, it was Just reading about it was just, there were no rules. The police couldn't fucking do anything. It was like, mm-hmm. it was like being on Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland, or like watching a Pirates of the Caribbean movie 
and and they go to dock at some place and it's just you know what I mean? It's just fucking mayhem. Bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this place it's looks like. Something in that doesn't seem real. Yeah. Like how could this this kind of I, I agree with you. how can some something like this ever have existed in history? It's especially it's like so, in, in 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 America in at a time or in a place where there was like a lot of people. Like how the fuck did they not be able to get a hold or like a hold on, on I don't know, order? Yeah. And that wasn't that maybe long there, ago to be like that. Maybe there just wild. was no order. Maybe there just was no order and like But they had they had politicians and they had elections and they had police forces, but I guess there's even like politicians that were that were hung for being corrupt and shit and so it kind of made like the politicians a little bit straighter and, and do a better job because they were afraid of getting like old school tarred and feathered. It was yeah, wild. But dude. then but even when you when you look back to, you know, you know, parts of LA, East LA back in the eighties, you know, there were parts of East LA that even cops wouldn't go to because it was that fucking crazy. And that was in the eighties. So, I mean, take it back even farther than that. I mean, yeah, but, it, but it kind of makes sense. Even in like East LA, even if there was a murder, like you're going to get police presence. Like this, this True. part of, of San Fran, like, no, there was just, there were no rules. There, there were no rules, but also cops wouldn't even patrol in certain areas because it was way too dangerous. They would do it after the fact. They would investigate after the fact, but then nobody saw or heard anything. Even to this day, you know, you go to certain parts of LA or, or California or wherever, Baltimore, fucking San Francisco, wherever people didn't see or hear anything because they're covering up for somebody else. So it's like the shit still, even to this day happens. Yeah, but it does. hundred years ago, it would have been way worse. It does still happen. Not on that kind of scale, but it does still happen. No, yeah, not on that scale, but it's Somebody still, gets killed, there's going to be cops no matter what. But depending on the area, they're not going to investigate it as well, thoroughly. Well, now you're getting into just like, that's just like a straight race thing. If, if, it if, is. Oh, yeah. If minorities are oh, getting yeah. killed, then we're not going to investigate because theoretically we don't care. That's that's the thing. But this was just nobody, there was nobody there. There's nobody there to investigate. <laughs> lawless. It's fucking wild, dude. It is. The bloody and violent history, dude. The bloody and violent history. Fuck, it's so good. Playlist <laughs> of this song too, because that chorus—you got it with that chorus. These guys, man, Tony, they just—they—they've always written like catchy choruses. I mean, look back all the way to Op IV, right? They always know how to write catchy music. So wait, you're saying that? Say it again. These guys have always written catchy no, no, no. stuff. No, 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 no. Say, say oh, Op Ivy. The bloody and violent no. history. <laughs> say Op Ivy. No, say Op Ivy. Op Ivy. Why are you saying it like Ivy? How do you say it? Op Ivy. What? Like I, Hold on there, IV. dude. It sounds like we're saying the same thing. No, we're not saying the same thing. No. <laughs> and this is the first. I've, you've done it like every time since we started recording. You weren't doing this when we did Op Ivy two weeks ago how, how what are the you say, say so it two different ways i'm saying okay i'm saying it op ivy like like the plant like an ivy plant op ivy op, op ivy, ivy. yes yeah. so, okay you said it just like me how the fuck am i saying it how was you I were saying, saying it? it op iv like like an like an iv like an intravenous like op like i dot op v IV. dot as opposed to op yeah, yeah. iv is one word Yes, exactly. How who even how could you even pick up on the two differences? Because because the way people IV, because the way people IV. say IV and I, 
the, now I'm IV, saying op, op IV, IV and op IV. I still IV. don't even fucking hear it. Because, because when you say IV, like the plant, the, the E part is shorter. It's op IV. Op IV. But when you say IV, op IV, op, op IV that's, like, that's like a you know an IV going into your arm. Well, now it's going to be op IV. Now it's gonna, now it's now it's gonna be even worse. <laughs> even like until just like that last time when I did e, I still could not hear a difference between the two. Oh, I can hear it, and I thought you were fucking with me. I really thought you were messing with me. That's weird that I didn't say it the same way every time, though. That's even more bizarre. And I even I even said something like the last few times you said it, like twenty minutes ago. I said up IV. Like I said it. Try I said it like you, and you didn't pick up. You didn't say anything. Because it sounds like you're just saying op IV. See, you're doing it again. Op IV. You're fucking with me. You're fucking with me. I, <laughs> it you are fucking same. with me. Op IV. It does not sound the same. Okay. You're fucking with me. You're That's fucking fine. With me. I'm not a are. linguist. I don't, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't tell you. Fucking sounds the same to me. Op IV. <laughs> so anyway, Rancid, these guys have done, these guys know how to write catchy choruses because they've been doing it since Op IV. And they know how to do it. They're just getting, they're just getting better at, at writing around the choruses now. They're getting better at setting up the choruses. And, and we saw it with Wolves, and that, but that was, that was a specific era. But they can't recreate Wolves ever, nor should you. You don't want to do that. You want to recreate something mm-hmm. without without like digging up old shit. You know what I mean? You want to like reimagine something, but don't get too far away from it. So there's a lot of rules that you kind of got to follow. And, yeah. and like, that's why this thing strikes such a good chord because the, the other song honored honor is all we know. Like that's a good fucking catchy song. And honestly go back Every and listen time. to it when you're editing the pod, listen to that song again. And you're like, wow, this is a really fucking catchy song, but it's so stupid. It's so cheesy. It's so pathetic. It's, it's just them rehashing old material. And that's not what I want to hear. I want to hear like this. I want to hear the blood and fall industry because it's it is it is nostalgic. It is just doing a, a catchy fucking thing, but it's kind of like reinventing themselves a little bit. It's a little yeah. bit different. They've never really done something like this. Okay, do we have anything else on the bloody and violent history? No, that's it. Up IV. Up IV. Now you sound like La Beast. Oh, your mattress kinda- is free. Up IV. <laughs> fucking regional shit silly Serta Serta Foster Chad Walsh (laughs) dude what kind of fucking person like knows like more than like two mattress brands oh people from Southern California (laughs) (laughs) you grew up watching commercials fucking as a kid oh wait wait, what's what's the what the fuck is the name of the company I think it's like you're killing me Larry isn't that that guy you're killing me Larry yeah all the radio ads too. Oh yeah, it's just, what the fuck says, is, if you find a better price in your mattress, then it's it's free. That was the whole shtick. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. like come back and bring your, your mattress, mattress is free. free. And then they would pan out to like an aerial shot of him pointing up. You're free. <laughs> I don't remember what the fuck the guy's name was though. Well, oh my god, now I gotta I gotta look it up. Your, your mattress is free. Yeah, that's it was. And then on the radio, usual. it was always the skit. Too. Sit and sleep. Always sit and sleep. Skit. Sit and sleep. Sit and sleep. Yes. Sit and sleep. There sit and go. sleep will be anybody's advertised mattress price. price. Your mattress is free. Mattress is free. There we go. Yeah. And it's not even a jingle. You know, there's no song there. <laughs> it's true. And we fucking remember that shit. Wow. You're killing me, Larry. Advertising. It works. Dude, advertising now, I, works. 
I I have to go buy a new mattress in the next couple weeks, so maybe I will go to sit and sleep. You can buy a king? No, because the king won't fit in the bedroom. Those bedrooms are small. So you can buy a not... I think I think anybody that buys something that's not a king is just... I think that's stupid. I agree. I I would rather have a king, but it just... It won't fit in that It'll room. fit. It'll fit. I mean, it'll fit, but there's like going to be... It, like the whole room is going to be a mattress. <laughs> Who cares? What else do you do in there? Do you, do you stand there? No, you're right. No, I don't. No, you're right. This is my fucking king, dude. Oh, my... Maybe dude, it's a will. fucking game Maybe changer. we will. We have four dogs. I know. We can have four dogs in the bed at the same time and still have room to like move around. It's... Oh my and God, we have so nice. we have Rupert. You'll never find him. Bed. You'll never find him. Never you buy a king him. bed, you'll never find him. You'll, you'll never find him, dude. Then you buy like you buy these massive blankets and just throw like a fuck ton of blankets on there. Especially in the winter, it's mm-hmm. really cold out here. But like in the winter, you got all these blankets. Everybody gets their own like three or four blankets. Put a fuck ton of pillows. I'm a big fan of pillows, dude. I put a lot of pillows. I in love beds. pillows. I love yeah. pillows. I, I think I think everybody should have like one long body pillow and then at least two pillows on top of that pillow to kind of like mush around with in case you want to lay on your stomach oh. or do like the sideways thing. Tammy Tammy bought those pregnancy pillows. Like the those like Dude, I've, I've they're like body pillows too. But they're like squiggly. Yeah. She bought two of them. She bought two of them, one for me, one for her, but she used both of them. On but top of the them? other pillows. Uh, on top of like the other eight pillows we have. Dude, pillows are just like People that have one pillow on their bed are fucking monsters, honestly. I agree. Fucking I agree. monsters. Yeah. I like being smushed between pillows. That's the best. I would rather I would rather be like have like pillow overdose and having to throw them on the floor than I would just only have one pillow and need more. Not have any. I'd rather have it and not use it rather than need it and not have it. Agreed. Agreed. That's what they say about guns and stuff. So I was just gonna say that you sound like a gun control advocate. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> Guns. Yeah. What's your uh, what, what you, what's your what's your two B? My two B. My two B is the title track. Tomorrow never comes. Nice. Fuck, man. So Great. our our top four were the same, right? Oh no, Generally, your five. Well, your five my my three is. Yeah, my five is different. My my five was Devil in Disguise. Our threes might be the same. Well, no, my, New my, America. My, my New three America is is Tomorrow Never Comes. Is the title track. Oh, it is. Wait, where was where was New American then? That was my was four. It's four. Okay. So there's yeah. only going to be one song that's different. Yeah. But yeah, Tomorrow Never Comes, opener. I love that simple guitar riff. Um, but the highlight, highlight of the song is when <laughs> when Tim sings, mow him fucking down. Yeah. It's like it's nobody just, could play the guitar. Yeah, it's such a it's dumb like fucking line. Oh it's my God. dumb the way he says it. It's so silly, dude. Mow him fucking down. But he, he goes full <laughs> throttle. He doesn't care. He's like, fuck he it. That's what we do. I don't care. Oh my god! It's just it's just this fucking banging punk song. It's it's just an incredible song. Um, I like I like that Lars sings the chorus, so it's like it balances out Tim because Tim is so over the top in the verses, especially when he says "Mom, fucking down." <laughs> you gotta have that balance with Lars, and it's just it's so perfect. That 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 solo is cute. fucking solid. It's, it's cute. straightforward. It's perfect. It's perfect for this song. It's perfect for this band. Everything about this song is fucking perfect. I love it. And I and I always get the moan fucking down stuck in my head. <laughs> I think that's one of the catchiest things he's ever said. Ever in any, so, in any song. It's so skinhead Rob, right? It's so skinhead Rob <laughs> sounding. Like that's some shit skinhead Rob would say. Tim yeah. says it's it's a little bit goofy. It's it's but it's it's cute. It's funny. 
I love mm-hmm. that chorus, dude. The way Lars, don't you kill me back tomorrow. It's like perfect <laughs> amount know. of snot and then also just not being like a douchey, gatekeepy fucking punker. Like it's it's absolutely perfect chorus. It's a perfect opener. It's a fantastic title track. It's dude, it's amazing. It's fucking amazing. Perfect songwriting. Like I'm telling you, dude, like these guys, dude, they 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 can write fucking music. I know, I know. And 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 with when the when the chorus does actually cuz I mean the pre-chorus is really just Lars, you know. Don't tell me don't don't you tell me about tomorrow. Tomorrow will never Paul come. <laughs> yeah. But then the actual chorus it's where it's just tomorrow, tomorrow never comes. That's all three of them. Tomorrow. And, dude, yeah, those, you can hear, you can hear those Matt there for sure. Yeah. You get that more guttural deep deep tone there. Yeah. Perfect. Spot on. This is a, also a top tier top tier rancid song. It's just the the melody, everything is just it's banging, man. It's a great opener. It's a great thesis statement for the whole record. For, for the rest sure, of the record. this is like this is one of this their, is every this has everything. This is one ha- of their the, best like thesis statements. Yeah, it has it has the speed. It has the, the the enough yelling. It has the the weird things like what Tim does. It has the solo. It has the gang vocals. It has solid fills. Great guitar playing. It's just this is the best they could have done as an opener, without a doubt. It's fucking it's just, great. Like there's so much back and forth in the vocals. It just sounds like like all three of the guys just get a chance to sing something and they're having a good time doing it. And mm-hmm. they're like, "Yeah, we're fucking, we're, we're we're back." Like they're this this record sounds like something they're very very proud of. Like something they they like it's not going to change the scope of of punk music. It's not going to win any awards. But like unanimously, everyone's like, "Wow." That's pretty fucking good. Yeah, it, nothing about this sounds like it was fussed over. It was just like it sounds like guys who just got together, wrote some songs, jammed it out, and that's it. Like it doesn't, it doesn't sound like they're trying to recreate anything or do anything different. It's just they're doing what they do best, and it doesn't even seem like there's like any overdubs. It doesn't seem like there's anything more to this record. Like everything is just so it's so stripped down. First thought, best thought. That's what I always say. Well, well, I made that up. Those are things that are said. Yeah, those are definitely things that are said. <laughs> but uh, but no, yeah. Tomorrow never comes. Great, I love this song. Great Cut song. Gene still on Ball So I'm good. fucking down. I'm <laughs> fucking down. So Mom dumb. I'm fucking down. <laughs> so dumb. I'm just too old. Doesn't play the guitar. Nobody just plays like the guitar. Yes. Damn. Okay. So yep. uh, let's move on. What is your uh, what's your three B? Oh that, no, your three B was tomorrow. Yeah, that was that was my I've I have my four B's already done. I'm 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 okay. done with four B's. You You're done with is, your four B's. What is your four B though? Mine is uh don't make me do it. <laughs> Come on, man. Fifty eight seconds. That's all you get. <laughs> yeah. How how kind of like chaotic the song is. And I love how how quickly they say, "Don't make me do it." It just do sounds it. so frantic. This is I love it. Yeah, this is a good throwback to to Rants in two thousand, right? This is fast, yeah. aggressive punk, short and sweet, fun. It builds nicely, never goes any farther than it needs to. So here we are. I know. This is this is a song we want to do, and we're done with it. That's it. I think this is the. I think this was the first song we heard off this record too. This one, right? I think it this was, was the, the first, first single. One. No, it wasn't the first single, but I remember. I think this is the first time, first song we talked about from this record, and then we heard. I think then we heard "Tomorrow Never Comes." Maybe I'm wrong. I I, I don't know. 
But that, I, that I do know for sure we heard this one. Too. This was like their first single. That'd be pretty fucking dope. <laughs> and then there's a part two in this. Uh, there's also a part in this song where, where because normally the, the don't make me do it part is everybody. It's like the gang vocal thing. But there's one moment where Tim sings it by himself and it sounds so fucking goofy. It sounds so <laughs> stupid. But that's what you need. You got to have that goofiness. You got to have that stupid, that stupid rancid thing that he does. So I like this one too, because because you get Tim and then you get the harms of of Lars and Matt, and like they're both yeah. like just not good, right? Like Lars at least <laughs> yeah. is kind of unique and like his own style, and like that style is something to be to be pined over, I guess. But Matt is just fucking garbage, dude. He's so bad. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> so you get. <laughs> You get like Tim doing the the you know like and this as fast as I can, and then you get Lars and Matt doing the "Don't make me do it" part, and it's so bad, but it's also like I don't know, I kind of like it. It almost sounds like it's about to fall apart, but then Brandon keeps it. He's the one who keeps it together with that with the drums. Kind of like it. It's cute. It's great, man. Great. I mean, lyrically, he's just warning someone not to fuck with him. Yeah, don't make him do it, it. So we got we got our four B's down. Yeah. Um. What's your What's your five B? Uh. So now I just have high B's. I have. Down. I. I have three three high B. Oh, well, I guess three more high B's. One, two, three, four, four more high B's. Okay. Now. So high B's, mid B's, and low B's. Okay. I mean, I got five more of my main B's, and then do your main B's. And then, then let's get into them. Well, mud, blood, and gold. Mud, blood, and gold. Okay. Mud, blood. Yes. Mud, blood. That's where you're on mud, blood. That's a low B for me. Okay, that's my five, yeah. but I mean, we don't have to... Okay, okay, so this song is cool. So the opening riff is very much AFI, like Art of Drowning, maybe a little bit of Black Sails in the Sunset. That riff is very, very reminiscent of it. But then it all drops in, especially in that verse, and it's fucking Motorhead. Straight up Motorhead. Tim and Lars are both singing over each other the entire song. Verse, choruses... Everything is just them singing over, you know, each other. And, and, and it's great because they do it so well because their vocals are so different. Like we, we talked about earlier, the gang vocals in the chorus, fantastic. The bass cuts through super, super nice. But this has to be a Motorhead throwback, like without a doubt. This just sounds like Motorhead. See, I, like I later Motorhead more, more so like 90s, 2000s Motorhead. That's what this sounds like. I fucking love it. I thought that intro, like guitar part, that was very like no effects. Like no effects does that shit a lot, mm. where they kind of start off with that that the tone on their guitar, the toggle switches down, and kind of hitting those fast yeah. chords, and then kind of like getting like the minors in there a little bit. Like that's uh, that, I thought that was very no effects, but I agree. Yeah, not that you said Motorhead, it makes sense, and it drops in like that and becomes like this really fucking dope, like kind of more aggressive thrashy song on this album. Yeah, and, and cool. I know they're big fans of of the Motorhead. At least Lars is because right after uh, Lemmy died, they dedicated their whole set to Motorhead. You know, they, I think they even like opened up. It was like some festival, and Metallica was headlining. Rancid were kind of lower on the bill, obviously, and they dedicated their set to, to to Lemmy and Motorhead. So they're clearly fans of the band, and this this song really really shows it. It's I, thought, cool, I thought I thought it was great. There's a bunch of cool like chuggy parts too. Like it's a it's a dope song. Yeah. It's a good song. It's a There's some really good stuff here. It's fantastic filler. It's double F, baby. Fantastic filler. <laughs> yeah, it's double F. All right, so then what do you got? What do you got for your five? Well, the next high B down the line would be uh, Road of the Righteous. It's Road Oops. to Righteousness. 
Not Road the to Righteousness. Murphy song. Road of the Righteous. Wait, yeah. So wait, 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 what song is your? I, I don't have five Bs. I just have high Bs. Oh, high. Okay, high Bs. Okay, like low, sorry. mid, what, high. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So then what's your next B? Sorry. That's it. Road. It's a road to righteousness. That is my next high B. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck. I'm all I have four. I have four high B. High Bs. H I G H Bs. This is one of them. It's my 13. Lower oh. tier. Filler banger. That's lower FB. tier stuff. Okay. So what do you got? That's fine. I, I just think this one grew on me. It grew on me. It's it's it rolls along. It's subtle. I, I think that the melodies are aren't right in the front. They're kind of buried under the faster punk stuffs. So I think there's a little bit of like complex layering here. Mm-hmm. But uh, I liked it. I mean, you, you mentioned complex layering, and I actually hear a little bit of uh, like '90s Offspring. So that kind of makes sense because they have that that kind of that lead layering kind of the rhythm and lead thing where they they do layer it really well. And uh, and I do hear it on this one. Um, I like that quick chord progression during the chorus. Drops into that guitar lead. Once again, Offspring right there. That's what they do so fucking well. Those quick chord prog- those quick chord changes, chord progressions that that Noodle does, and then drops into something super sick. That's what that is. Um, this is also the laziest Tim <laughs> sings up to this point on the album. There's nothing lazier. I mean, I think even after the song, this is probably the laziest part of the it whole. Is, it is. The it laziest is fucking thing he goofy. Does. Like when he says, "Like the it's a road to righteousness," like that thing is yeah. like, uh, "Come on, bro." <laughs> some great transitions, though. The bass, some great parts there, and then some great drum fills by Brandon as well. Like really, really tight, tight fills here. It's good, really good stuff. All right, okay, okay. So lyrically, though, it's just I feel like it's about you know bonds you have with your closest friends and how it can never be broken. Yeah. That's what I feel like it was about. Being loyal to your boys. Something exactly. you, it's something you fucking do or you don't. All right, that, was, that, was my, that, was, that was my Bastin accent. Bastin accent. One of the grossest accents I've ever heard. Yeah, it's a it's a rough accent. It just, really, really it's just is. It's not pretty. It's it's like a it's like New York's ugly little brother. It's just not good. <laughs> <laughs> the the weirdest thing is hearing John Krasinski speak with his normal I accent fucking hate it it is it it, it doesn't seem it. real yeah it doesn't seem real at all i get the same even feeling. mark Wahlberg too it that's weird watch or hearing him too like like the guy which is hugh laurie from house because I, I oh yeah when, when i lived in portland like we all we did was watch house like every fucking episode yeah. over and over and over and i had no idea that he was not like american was british and so when he when i heard him speak speak one time i just like i had to turn it off i was like i can't i can't do it, <laughs> it, 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 it it's it's ruining the kayfabe it's what it does it really does i just i can't fucking do it so i still don't like sean penn i just i i, I can't break kayfabe dude well at least well with hugh laurie like annie friend of the pod annie used to make me watch a bit of fry and laurie which was stephen fry and and hugh laurie they had like a sketch show in britland on BBC, I don't know, 126 or whatever, how many, many fucking BBC channels they have. And it, yeah, it was, it was a really funny sketch show from like the early mid-2000s, but Danny would make me watch it. So I was used to that, but I never watched House. I didn't really, I didn't care for it. It was too over the top, oh, way dude. too over the top for me. House is, house is kind of like rancid. Every episode's the same. You know, somebody gets sick. They don't know why they're sick. They diagnose <laughs> it. They're about to like 
you know, solve the problem and, and, and give him like a medicine. And then the house says, wait, what if it's this? And then like, that's where the episode goes <laughs> after that. Every fucking episode, but they're all good. They're all like exciting. And I like them a lot, a lot like granted. It's all kind of the same, uh, but they're all good. I'm curious if, uh, now I'm curious if Skip watched that show, bit of Fry and Laurie. I'm sure he did. He's Brit. He's Britland. He's a Britlander. I've watched like all two right. different things that have come out of mm-hmm. like England and I don't think any of it is funny. So I can't imagine anybody in England Walt? knows anything about comedy because damn. Walt? That's wrong because I know there's one thing that you really like. Damn. What? That one that one show, um Ah, oh, what the fuck is it? The sports show. The comedy, the something versus the world. Oh uh Guy versus the World. Oh my god. What, was that show? what the fuck was that show? Somebody versus the world. Yeah. That, that was guy, a funny show. That fucking guy is so goddamn funny, though. You're right. I can't remember the fucking... What the fuck oh, is the name? What is that? Some. I'm just going to put in something versus the world. Well, that's going to kill me now. British. Yeah, put in British versus the not world. Scott no, don't, Pilgrim versus... Don't put in British versus the world. It's not Scott Pilgrim. What is that guy's fucking name, dude? We watch it's it all the, the time show. at the house. Yeah. What is that show? But it was about it was like a sports thing, right? It was uh like a soccer thing. Oh, fucked! I'm dying here, struggling. <laughs> I don't know. Damn it! What was that show? Oh, it was really funny though. It's not streaming anywhere. Fuck! This sucks. Yeah, I know. That's Damn, gonna that bug was, me. But you, Ryan, will know. Ryan will know. We'll yeah, he would for sure know. Yeah. But Peep Show, I don't know why you never like Peep Show. Peep Stupid. Show is one of the greatest shows ever made. Stupid. Peep Show is really one of the greatest shows ever made. Without a doubt. Uh, okay, that's fine. It People is. People think that's Whoa. funny. I don't think anything it that Monty really Python, funny. that entire like collective, I don't think none of that is funny. <laughs> it's hit or miss. It's hit or miss. But anyway, let's oh move on. Oh and do. Thank you, Vin. Um, What's that fucking show? I know, man. It's bugging the shit out of me. I cannot think of it. I've seen so many uh, episodes of it, too. Like, what an idiot. <clears throat> but, idiot. uh... <laughs> yeah. Moving on here. Want to do more bees? Right. Or you want, you want to do, go through, run, run through every song? Let, yeah, no, I mean, honestly, let's just, let's just wrap it up. I mean, because at this point, all the songs kind of go blend with each other. I don't think there's anything... Unless there's anything you really want to point out. There's, there's a I'm couple... Good to, I'm good to kind of... There's a couple later songs that that Matt really shines. Like One Way Ticket, I think I think he has some fucking unreal parts. He has his own leads, his own kind of like little solos. Yeah. Um, so that's a cool one. Eddie the Butcher, I think that's a fucking catchy ass, another kind of shanty like song. And that one starts off with Matt just going absolute nuts. Yeah. Well, I mean, th- those two songs kind of go hand in hand because like One Way Ticket, it does have that that bass solo. I mean, everything stops. He just rips it up. Just absolutely, just for like a couple bars, like that. That's it. It's very, very brief, but it's awesome. And then and honestly, that goes into the first time I heard him do it. I was like, "Oh, that's like it sounds sloppy because it's so fast, and you just don't expect him. Like you know he's good, but you don't yeah. think he's like great. And he does it, and it's kind of like, what? Like what the fuck are you doing? And I listened to it again and again. I was like, actually, that's like that's pretty good. That was pretty, pretty good. Like you're hitting every fucking note. Like you know where you're going with it. It starts somewhere, it ends somewhere. It's a good, it's a good solo. 
It is. Uh, and then what was the other song you were talking about? Uh, Eddie the Butcher. Eddie the Butcher is another one that oh, okay. it starts off with Matt just going absolute nuts, and and I think like yeah. Matt, overall Matt's bass just sounds nice. Like it, it's deep, it's rich. You can hear it. it doesn't overpower anything. Unlike like Lars and, and Tim's guitars, where I think you can almost like do without one of them entirely because they both sound kind of the same a lot of the times. Uh-huh. I think Matt's bass fucking sounds fantastic. I think his tone is is it always perfect. cuts through. Always cuts through because nobody has like a real low end. Neither guitar player really plays like a. Nothing sounds deep or rich, you know, with their with their their tone. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think that's Tim, another reason why Matt comes through cuts through. I, I think because of how like low Tim plays his guitar, I think he's kind of he's kind of forced to use just like a lot of open chords. Yeah, true. Because you like you just I've even if you watch him live, he's just not like a technical guy. And no. I don't. I don't think he really needs to be. He doesn't want to be. But I think because his guitar is so fucking low, he just can't. He doesn't have the kind of dexterity you you should have if you're going to be playing like more complex lead parts. I mean, it's impossible. You can't do it. Like yeah. watching watching him play is. It makes me uncomfortable watching him play. Yeah, it's stupid as fuck. It's dumb. My God. I mean, he looks kind of cool doing it, but it still makes for me like uncomfortable. a minute. For like a minute, yeah. it looks cool. And then it's like, and, dude, that's just that's just dumb. And, <laughs> For the amount of times he swings his guitar around or he spins around in circles, it's pretty it's pretty crazy. I mean, it's cool that he can even play guitar doing moving around that much. And I don't know, man. I, I sometimes it doesn't even look like he's playing guitar. It looks <laughs> like it's just a prop. It really does. It really looks like a prop I mean, sometimes. A lot of these songs that are just palm muted power chords, it's just Lars and Tim's just standing there pretending. <laughs> True, yeah. <laughs> playing pretend. <laughs> playing pretend. Pl- playing band. <laughs> um. Uh, the, the the song Eddie the Butcher too. Real quick. This is a the the song has a lot of transplants feel to it. Like the the way the riff, the riff is the chord progression, kind of the the pacing of the song reminds me of something from from um the In a War Zone record. Definitely sounds like a, like one of the more punk. Well, I mean, pretty much the whole record was a punk record but it it does kind of has that same cadence from uh, in a war zone which i thought was really cool because that's a fucking great great punk record it's so, it's good it's fine it's very good it's very good very good it's better than bad so what uh, what other what are better than bad i'm, I'm good some other songs? that was kind of like the only two things that that I really wanted to touch upon otherwise good it's a lot of the same i mean like sometimes with these albums, like I, I want to get into some of my lower bangers or whatever because there's a, a certain point I want to make. But with these, it's just like a lot of the same. Yeah, and then then the lyrics don't—they're not very deep or the deepest, so you can't. It's hard to get into to anything more than that. Yeah. So I don't know. So let's wrap it up. Let's give our final thoughts. Let's rate the record based off of our world famous three point rating system, where three is a perfect album, two is a good album you're going to continue to listen to, one is a bad album, but give it a shot. And zero is the worst thing you've ever heard. So what do you got? Go. I've never been into Rancid. I've just never been into Rancid. I've never cared. I've I've disliked him for a long fucking time because of the things that he does outside of Rancid. The way he fucking talks sometimes. The way he sings sometimes. Like, why does he have a British accent sometimes? I don't know. Why does he have some, like, Jamaican accent sometimes? I don't know. I don't like the way he plays the guitar so fucking low. I think that's annoying. <laughs> I just think it's it just fucking annoys me, and and for many years I've I've hated on Tim Armstrong, and I'm not gonna stop doing that because I still think those things are annoying. 
But I think Tim is just a. I think fucking Rancid is just a band that. I, I don't know, man. Like talk about like gateway, gateway bands, gateway drugs. Rancid's mm-hmm. it. To to hate on Rancid because they're not punk or they're not as punk as they used to be or they're not as punk as they could be. I think that's fucking stupid. Like nobody. Nobody, no fucking 12-year-old wakes up and is like, oh, I'm going to get into fucking Gorilla Biscuits today. That just doesn't fucking happen. Something <laughs> has to happen for you to get there. Like, you know what I mean? That just doesn't fucking happen. Yeah, yeah. Like, something has to, has to push you into that. Or you have to watch media. You have to watch TV or listen to the radio. And you're not going to hear that shit on the radio. You're going to hear Ruby Soho. You're going to hear Fall Back Down. Yeah. So Time bomb. Time bomb. Honor is all we know. So you're going to hear these rancid songs on the radio, and this is going to be your gateway. And so fuck all you gatekeepy fucks. Like, this is what gets people into punk. This is what keeps punk alive, to be honest. If mm. nobody got into punk music, it would just die. It would just become drivel. And a lot of it is complete shit, man. Learn to play your fucking instruments before you pretend to write a song. First of all. Germs. Yeah. The germs out there. Good Lord. Good fucking Lord. I so, hate the germs. Oh. <laughs> So I I, I don't I don't I don't I don't know. I, I like I like Rancid. I'm saying it. I don't care. I like Rancid. I'm a but fan I'm glad of Rancid. You said it. I'm a fan of Rancid. It sucks that we never saw him, that I never saw him. Yeah. I would have loved yeah. to see him at some point. But again, they just never played fucking Warp Tour, dude. Like what the what were you guys doing? <laughs> I don't know. I never know what they're doing. I never <laughs> So my rating you know, for this album is yeah, gonna be it's sorry. gonna be higher because I don't have nostalgia with Rancid. Right, like I don't, I don't have mm-hmm. like this. Doesn't fucking feel like wolves. This doesn't feel like indestructible. This isn't their rancid, rancid or rancid two thousand. So, so you know, take that with a grain of salt, you fucking rancid cucks. But I think this is, um, I think this is a perfect record because this shows that you can, s- you can still, you can still be a punk band at heart. You can still be a punk band in in the way you like display your music, but then also mm-hmm. still have fun. You can be inclusive. Like this is. This is unreal, dude. This is unreal stuff. Nobody can do this. No band, no effects can't fucking do this. Bouncing Souls can't do this. None of the big bands of this era can fucking do this. Nobody yeah. can do this. And Rancid did the unachievable, the unthinkable, the unimaginable. This is uh, this is incredible. <laughs> like, how can they produce a fucking record that sounds you. like this? Wow. This is crazy. This is silly boy away. talk. This is fucking silly boy talk. Like no offense, I mean, wishes I agree, they did something like this. This is, this is something that like that like punkers now should be coming into the record store and be like, hey, do you have the new Rancid? And then like my gatekeepy ass should be like, yeah, I do. We also have the old Rancid, you know. Like that's that's what should <laughs> be happening. But I don't because I've never been a fan of Rancid. But <laughs> like that should how that's how it should start. You know what I mean? Uh, like that's how it should yeah, start. Yeah. Like the new No Effects, man. It's fu- it just wasn't good. I know you think you've like no, self entitled. It's nothing compared. I don't to this. think their new records good. Their last two records haven't been good. The singles shit not good. Self entitled not good. Like this stuff is just not good. This is good. This is keeping this punk is alive. Good. This is keeping Great. punk alive from guys that were there fucking from almost the beginning of this. For sure, in the beginning of this era of punk music. Yeah, yeah. They've been doing it since the big, like Epitaph Sound. Like we talk about the Epitaph Sound, you know what it is. If you know what it is, it's Rancid, not Bad Religion. Rancid is the Epitaph Sound. I, I'm not going to argue with you on that. <laughs> it's not even not their label. It, fuck me, dude. Come on. Mm-hmm. All right, my uh, my final thoughts. This record blew me away. I was very very surprised. I had a little bit more experience with Rancid than you did, but even then, it was it was fairly minimal. Um, 
and and you know I I had only ever really mainly focused on the singles and the poppier stuff, and then of course transplants and and op IV, not op IV, and um, same thing. I don't I still hear it, but okay, it's not the same thing, not the same thing. But uh, but yeah, the, the singles on this one really really turned me on to the record. I'm glad we're I'm glad we did it this week, and yeah, this record is it's something. I don't want to say it's something special because it's not something different. It's something. It's it's something the same. It's, it's something the same, but they perfected it, it. Yeah, it's weird because normally these kind of records we would talk shit on. Completely fucking talk shit on. Different, but the same. <sighs> okay, yeah, raised fist over here. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just it. It's still something that sounds fresh, even though it's not fresh at all. And I and I love it for that. I love the excitement of it, and I love that they didn't draw this record out. They could have done 25 tracks and made this record an hour long. Yeah. But no, I mean, 16 tracks is still a lot, but it's fucking 28 minutes long. And that is perfect for this. More than 30 minutes, it would have gone on for too long. Like they nailed it with the timing, everything. The musicianship on this record is solid. The melodies, the quirkiness, just enough of the quirkiness to not be obnoxious. The melodies are just enough to keep you keep you interested excited even in moments that are tend to lull a little little bit like everything is just so perfectly written and placed i think this is a fantastic record once again i love the artwork i love the color scheme i love the aesthetic of it it's very stripped down and with that i'm gonna give this record a 2.8 our is all we know it's not perfect. It's a fantastic record, but it's not perfect. So two point eight out of three for me. It, it, that's it should be a perfect because this it's does not this does so much in like the extracurricular department that I think you're I get it. You're 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 discounting a little bit, but that is fine. I'm not. Boom boom I don't boom, discount. boom 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 I don't even have the music ready. I'm not even This means that, that you're ready to wrap it up. <laughs> there we go. So do we have anything else on the on this rancid record? Uh no, that's it. That's it, that's all. <laughs> okay. Well thank you all for listening. Keep listening to all your friends. This was fun. And we're out of uh, Tim Armstrong season, so moving on to better a better album. Let's just say that a better album for next week. And that's saying something, dude. So that's it. That's all. Does it get through?